0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Invisible Scars. This is Michelle Via Piano, and tonight I have a very special guest with me, um, GP Asepi, and he is currently in the Philippines. How are you, GP?
1: Hi, Michelle. How are you? We're doing good over here. Well, as good as, good as you can be right now.
0: Okay. Um, so, GP and I worked in the hospitality industry together a long time ago. And um, we're both still in this industry. And my last episode touched base on the pandemic that we're facing right now with COVID-19 and the scars and impact that it it will be leaving on the younger generation. And we spoke to my daughter, who's in elementary school, my niece, who's in high school, and she's graduating this year, and my daughter, who's a sophomore in college. So today, I wanted to speak to someone in the hospitality industry, but in a whole different part of the world and see how this was um, affecting you and, and impacting the hospitality industry. So I have a couple of questions for you. Um, what is your current position right now,
1: Uh Sure. Uh, my current position is vice president of, of hotel operations here at Solaire Resort and Casino in Manila.
0: Okay. And how many years have you been in the hospitality industry?
1: This will be, this is uh, my 21st year in the business.
0: Oh my God.
1: Isn't that bad?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have a lot more than you do. That's funny. Okay. Uh,
1: You knew knew me day one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know that's true. Very true. Um, So how, how, so let's just talk a little bit on, how you might compare this situation with COVID-19 to um, September 11th, 9-11, 2001. Um, I know that you were uh, not in the same position at the time, but you were still in the hospitality industry. So if you could just kind of compare the differences or or what you're feeling now compared to that.
1: You know, uh, 9-11 was a little more concentrated and obviously a little more sudden. And being in the United States at the time, everything kind of centralized around the United States and that tragedy that happened. Uh, the big difference with this is we saw this coming, and it's it's funny being in the Philippines because we're probably about I would say two weeks ahead of the United States in regards to the virus because you haven't seen the full force of it yet, and you haven't seen the full force of what it could potentially do to the economy. I think you're really towards the earlier to the middle part of it. So this, this virus is gonna chip away slowly, but surely, slowly, but surely. And I think this is the first time probably since the Spanish flu in the early 1900s where it's a worldwide problem. And I think we've heard of the words pandemic with AIDS crisis and Ebola and Zika, and it was easy to run away from those things because they were easy to avoid. But this thing is going to affect everyone and anyone regardless of how much money you make regardless of where you live your skin color your sexual orientation it it won't matter this this virus is going to affect this generation maybe positively though as strange as that sounds because you start to see how people are kinder to each other how people really start to appreciate some of the things that they weren't able to do before i know everyone jokes about being at home and and being bored and this and that but you know what? you you're going to appreciate the times that you go out to the boardwalk or the fact that you could go on a subway, how are people going to shake hands and hug? You know, the, the world is going to change. And everything from hospitality, I don't know about you, but now about 90% of my meetings are being held through video call. And I mm-hmm. haven't done video conferencing in forever. If I don't have to, I prefer not to. But I think right. that's where this is leading to. For us in the business, now we're looking at work from home schemes. How do we get all of our call centers online and working from home? In the end, what's the financial benefit for us as a company for things like that? So, I think it's forcing us to to think about different ways to do things. But, in in my opinion, totally different from nine eleven.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember the hotel industry kind of slowed down a little because people were terrified to get on a plane. Yeah, um, but if if you weren't from Boston or New York or California, like where those major. Um, flights were coming from or or going to a lot of people didn't have that fear yeah and so to your point everybody around the world is dealing with the same thing right now and it's it's scary well the the
1: thing from i think the anxiety is we don't know where the end of this thing is with 9-11 you didn't know where the end was for like a week right you heard different things coming in through the news wires and you're like oh my god is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? But then after a week or two weeks, you're like, Oh, you know what? Like, yeah, Osama bin Laden was involved with this, but you know what? We're going to start rebuilding the economy. When can we start rebuilding the economy? I don't know. I know. Right. So how,
0: how has it affected you? So like in the States over here, especially in New York, New Jersey, we're not allowed to really leave the house unless we have to. Um, my hotel right now is still open with not many rooms occupied, but I'm trying to get business in there. Yeah. But so I have to go every other day. I'm going to the hotel taking turns. But what's going on in in the Philippines? Is that happening as well, or property shutting down?
1: Yeah. So the the United States from. Uh, uh, information perspective has so much news and so much information. So I think you get most of the national news and the international news comes as a second priority because there's so much news in in the U S. So when you look at the rest of the world and specifically Asia, uh, like I said, the Philippines is about three weeks ahead of you. So right now, every single hotel in the Philippines is closed. Really? So Yeah. The, we are required to still take on our long-staying guests. We're still required to take on guests that have a leased contract. And then there's 33 hotels out of the hundreds of hotels that are here that are allowed to operate based on the fact that if passengers are stranded. So besides that, no one can move. No one can do anything. Cities are on lockdown. If you want to go to a supermarket, you have to get what's called a quarantine pass. And uh, they issue these passes. And you're able to go to the supermarket by yourself. You have to keep one meter from everyone. There's line markings on the floor. No one's allowed to drive on the roads. There's military checkpoints all throughout. So it's a it's a heavily guarded situation. But the Philippines has handled it very, very well. For a country that at times has shown to be undisciplined, they've shown a lot of discipline. And that's why hopefully they're they're gonna curb this thing. We're only at a thousand five hundred cases. Um and everyone's freaking out here because of it, because of 1,500. I think the US broke 150 yesterday.
0: Yeah. It's you know, crazy. so
1: it's, it, we're in for a rough ride. And I mean, that's just the reality of it.
0: Gosh. So the people that work, for, how many people, um, as a VP of operations, how many people work for you or does yeah. your company employ?
1: So we, I, I have about 1,100 people that report directly or that report under me. And we have about 6,000 team members that are here on property that work for the property.
0: Wow. That's a lot of people. And how many are actually working?
1: Um, Of that, we have about 700 that are working of the 6,000. So about 10% of the workforce. But our company has been, thankfully, successful over the last five years in building our brand. And Mm -hmm. we're a local, homegrown brand. So our owner is the third richest man in the Philippines and he's extremely involved. He's here every day. He's working with foundations and he has paid every single team member, um, their entire salaries and he's going to continue. So really, yeah, the morale is very high because he continues to do that. And for those 700 people that, you know, are working here, they get extra benefits on top of that.
0: What kind of benefits?
1: So there's, there's extra pay, there's more leave days. They're all living in-house. So okay. we feed them, we house them. Their families know that they're safe here while everyone else is under quarantine. So they're still able to provide a life for those families. In the Philippines, usually you have one or two breadwinners and those breadwinners are typically your next generation. So they support parents and grandparents and their kids and cousins and uncles. So it's important to, to keep money flowing back into these families.
0: Right, right. That's interesting, and um, I was just double checking, and there's thirteen thousand cases of it in New Jersey alone. Wow! And Bergen County has the highest, uh, of course, they're one of the largest counties, but um, thirteen thousand cases just in our state.
1: Yeah, because just we like to our kiss our each state. other, and we like to hug each <laughs> other, and we're Italian, and we like. To
0: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so let's let's talk about that because
1: yeah. we are
0: we are people people right um yeah. yeah i'm a hugger you're a hugger at least you used yeah. to be a hugger <laughs> i had i had to let 95% of my team go and yeah. they're in tears and i couldn't i couldn't even hug them or shake their like i we couldn't even it was yeah. probably one of the most difficult things for me um, as a person forget as a leader but as yeah. a person and yeah. I, I don't know. That's it's or tough.
1: It's, it's awkward, right? People walk up to you now and you kind of do this weird five second put your hand out, don't put my hand out, look <laughs> you in the eye, go to lean in, don't lean in right. close to me, I'm gonna cough on you and it's this whole dance we Exactly.
0: Do now. It's I know we um well when there were people coming into my hotel, we we would like um bump our ankles together because yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't we don't touch our feet as much as we touch our hands and then our face and yeah. Um, but that's just not, that's not how we do business. Yeah. And it's, de- it's definitely changing, uh, everything. Um, and what I yeah. find it, it, in the last couple of days, I don't know about you, but, um, as I'm talking to my team, normally I would be afraid to say certain things like, you know, how you doing, hun, Or how you feel like, and I just feel like now I'm doing that more because it's the only way I can show any exactly. kind of, uh, you know, my human side. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, this whole thing is fluid, right? And, yeah. and the ability to evolve and the ability to change, are, are, you'll really see who the best players in the game are. Because the people who dwell and don't find solutions to these things and don't find ways to answer these emotional human problems are going to be the ones that fail. You know, you exactly. look at other brands that, haven't been able to change in the digital age. You know, what happened to Blockbuster? What happened to all of those other businesses that weren't able to evolve in the times that required them to? And this is that time for the hospitality business. What else can we do um, to support our businesses that maybe aren't as physical? Do we start doing our conference centers and our conferencing abilities all online? How do we have these expos online now? What kind of 3d and virtual tours can we now provide? So, People don't have to be in physical places. The real estate business is changing to so that people don't have to physically be there to view houses anymore. The hospitality industry is pretty, pretty archaic when you think about how much development there's been in the mm-hmm. last 10 years. And, True. you know, so now let's see what we do. Now let's see what the biggest and best in the business can come up with to, to evolve.
0: And it, it does scare me, though, because a lot of our business um, is meeting space. You know, we, we have weddings and banquets and, uh, you know, I, I wonder what that's going to do. And, and yeah, I, I agree. We're learning so quickly that we can adapt and it's, it's almost scary to a point because here, as I'm sure you're doing there, we have to homeschool our kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're having a hard time not seeing their friends and everything, but but within two weeks, our school district, well, maybe less, got this whole platform up and running to do all the curriculum on Google uh, Classroom.
1: Yeah. And imagine and that would have never happened, right? No. No. Now, it, now now, your kids can go to school if they're sick, so they can't use that excuse right? anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly imagine exactly. all
1: those winter days in new jersey that we used to get out of school or in your case new york we mm-hmm. used to get out of school for a week to two weeks because it was snowing those days are gone now you know they you're are. not gonna listen to the radio trying to hear if your school's closed anymore
0: right because they're gonna the teacher's gonna send out us a curriculum thing or exactly. your agenda
1: Ex- yeah it's
0: it's crazy it's it's really crazy to think about it and Yet at the same time, while our the kids today, and I say kids just because of the different generations, um, my older daughter, Jordan, which you know well, since she was like two, but she was she's always glued to her phone and in the last week and a half, she doesn't want to be bothered by it. And it's interesting to me because she went from a, a point where that's all she could do. We couldn't eat dinner without her being on the phone or Marissa being on the phone or Paul being yeah. on his iPad and nobody wants to look at their phone anymore. Yeah, And, and yet now we're saying now you have to do everything digitally online because now you have to finish your college education this year on the internet. Isn't and now the
1: human psyche so funny though. It's like, crazy. As human beings, the moment you tell me I can't go out, I'm like, Why? But the I moment I can't, like, all I wanted to do was stay home before. Now it's I the know. same things, right? Like everyone's like, "Oh, get off your phone, get off your phone." Now I'm like, "Ah, oh, I don't even want to look at my phone."
0: Right, and yet we have to be in this industry, and and as leaders, I'm on it more now than I probably ever was because yeah. I have to stay connected.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And now my my kids are yelling at me like, you know, "Mom, get off the phone! You're always on your phone." <laughs> and it's it's such a role reversal. It's it's. um It's so bizarre. It's so strange. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. So, um, so like you said, you are a couple of weeks ahead of us. Um, Yeah. What do we have to look forward to? What do you like? We are at the point now where um, we are probably going to have military presence. They are they are reaching out to hotels because they're trying to put people from Fort Dix and Fort Hamilton up here. um, Yeah you know, on the street. So I can't even imagine what that is going to be like to, to yeah, go outside and it's got to be, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, it's a new reality and, and that's, that's okay too, because the one problem with this virus is that people feel that they're above it and people need to realize you're not that special. and, Anyone and everyone can get this thing whether or not you like it Boris Johnson Justin Trudeau's wife those people are in the upper echelon of the political world and they are not exempt from this either It is everyone and anyone and if people don't take the responsibilities and young people, especially Who have the stronger immune systems? This is just going to continue to get worse and and worse and military lockdowns will continue and who knows the virus may get stronger. You know, the, the good, the good thing that seems right now is people are trying to find a cure for it. Right. They seem mm-hmm. to be moving at a pretty high pace, but who knows where this goes next. The, the thing is everyone has a social responsibility and if people don't take it seriously, it's just going to continue to get worse. I mean, the United States moved quick, huh? In like 10 days you. I overtook, know. Took Italy. We overtook China. We, over, you know, Yeah. Scary when you think about it, and now we all have friends that have it. My cousin got it in New Jersey. You know, she's uh, in Jersey City, and she just called me. Okay. And she, said she got it. And oh although the mortality li- rates are low, you you want to be careful still because it's the older people that you're worried about.
0: Right, and there's not enough, you know, hospital beds or ventilators or anything.
1: Ventilators are expensive. I know. We just we are just about to donate sixty of them here in the Philippines. And they are expensive
0: I'm sure yeah I'm sure it's and it's interesting because all these different companies are net like I think it's GM is working to produce them or something like it's people aren't buying cars or their their cars are being delivered to their house and now the factories are manufacturing all this thing all these things for the you know the medical world And it's really it's actually very interesting to see how everyone is changing and how quickly.
1: And but there you go. There, that's exactly it, right? GM yep. started making the ventilators because they still need to make money and they need to find a benefit. Our wardrobe right. designer, we work with some of the best wardrobe designers or best fashion artists in the Philippines. And we're getting phone calls of, hey, can you donate to us um, waterproof materials so we can make PPE suits? And we're like, absolutely, because they're really? evolving. Yeah, maybe that's the next wave. Maybe all of our uniforms are going to be made through water waterproof repellent, water repellent material. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good like point. That. Yeah, and and even I don't know if you watch a lot of TV, but I I hate to watch commercials these days. I I don't watch anything live. Whatever I watch is recorded or whatever. But when you watch the commercials now, they even they are. We're here for you. We're with you. We'll get through this together. Within yeah. within a week, everything everything has changed, and yeah. it's just all about
1: this. Yeah, and it's it, some, it, it, it's weird. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, but it, but it needs to be, Michelle. It, it it needs to be all about this for now. You know, the next. Listen, I'm the first guy, and and you know me. I'm the first guy in the world that thinks he's invincible. That that nothing mm-hmm. can really touch him. And, and I see it, I have twin baby girls, you know, and they're, Mm -hmm. they're 15 months old. And when Manila went on lockdown, I had to rush and take my wife and my two daughters who have no idea what's going on, just learned Mm -hmm. to walk and talk. And I had to rush them to the airport and hug them goodbye and not know when I'm going to see them again. And I haven't had that, you know, I've never been away for them for more than a week and a half. And it's been, I'm not going to see them for who knows, two, three months. This, this thing's real.
0: Where did they go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they went to Singapore. Where did you send them? They went went to Singapore. So my wife's from Singapore. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's real and it's affecting everyone.
0: It is. And, you know, Paul is, he's working, um, he's a general manager of one property and then a VP of a couple of other ones. And and two of them in New York City, they actually are housing... um, Not patients, but um, seniors or elderly people that have been around people that were positive for it and they need to keep them quarantined. So half of his hotel at this point, well, they're sold out now for the next month and a half, but as people are starting to come in, um, they're all, they're sick. They're all symptomatic. And and now it's, I said to him, you know, not for nothing, but maybe you should just stay in the city. And he's like, yeah. I, I, I don't even have a room because all my rooms are
1: sold. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, well, but I, you know what? You can't, even in a situation like that, there's a balance between being a financially acute hotelier trying to make money and taking mm-hmm. advantage of a bad situation, right? If people came right. to us and they're like, hey, we want to buy all thousand of your keys. Doesn't the first thought in your mind go, okay, what's the best ADR I can get out of this?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: but <laughs> there's a human side now where, you may need to sell it at a cost price. It needs to, you know, it needs to be your CPR. Right. So Which, there's, there's a balance.
0: So for me, it's funny because, uh, and maybe it's one of the weaknesses that I have in this industry, but my first thing is, okay, where are my people going to stay? And yeah. it's the first thing I think of in a snowstorm. It's the first yeah. thing I think of with a hurricane. And it's the first thing I thought of with this, if we go on quarantine, where are my people going to be? Because I assume they're all going to want to work for me and they're all going to want to hang out in my hotel and, and whatever. But, but that's what I, you know, we, I take care of people too. And now, you know, we're offering rates that are so unbelievably ridiculous and, and
1: like laughable.
0: New York city is selling rates at $99. If you're
1: lucky, it's crazy. It's 1970 again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and so, yeah, even the way we do business, is changing with our owners and the brands and management companies. It's just yeah. I don't know. So how do you, how do you think overall the hospitality industry is going to rebound aside from virtual you know meetings and things like that? Do you think it's going to come back? Do you think people will feel good about traveling and staying again?
1: Uh, you know it, it it has to come back, right? There's the the world moves at fast pace because of communication. So mm-hmm. I think hotel brands as, as a whole, just need to start focus on sanitizing. Uh, they need to make their guests feel safe. And, you know, if you would ask me 15 years ago, what being safe in a hotel would be, I would have said it's the security <laughs> guard at the front. It's the key access to the elevator. It's this and that. Now being safe for people is having sanitizing stations and... For us, being a casino, sanitizing the chips with UV lights and temporal scans and this
0: and mm-hmm. that.
1: So that's the first thing is, how is your brand going to be viewed as being proactive so that this thing never comes back again? Right. The, the second portion is, how do we move forward from a employee perspective? Mm-hmm. How do you gain the trust of the employees also that they can work in an environment where they're safe to come to, where their jobs are also safe? that Loyalty has been built. The things that we all do now for the next month to two months will resonate with employees for the rest of their lives, no matter where they are in the world, no matter where they are in the business. The steps we take in the next month as senior leadership Mm -hmm. will resonate with them. And it'll be stories of, you know, back in 2020 when this coronavirus thing hit, my company did this, this, and this. And that's how I'm going to manage my teams from now on. So it, right. there's a big responsibility on us for now. There's a short-term goal of the financials that follow that. And then there's a long-term goal of, hey, how does this really play out at the end?
0: That's mm-hmm. true. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we talked about on, on the last episode when I was talking to the kids, the one thing Jordan said to my niece when, when they were talking about the fact that uh, my niece cannot go visit the colleges to decide which one she wants to go to. And Jordan said to her, look at the ones that are, look at the way the colleges are handling this situation right now. What are they doing for their students? What are they doing to maybe, you know, do a virtual tour of the property of the school and and think about it that way? And I was like, that's a really, that actually was pretty smart. And my niece even said, I never thought about it that way, you know, but there's so many things. Um you know, we, we paid for, I paid for, for her to live on campus this year. And, you know, we had to move her home a week and a half ago because they, they're making it a testing station and they cleaned, everyone had to move out of the colleges. So, um, so, you know, how they're refunding the parents because we paid for food, we paid for the room, we paid for this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's true. That's going to definitely have us, um, it's going to make a mark and and have us all stand out, you know? Yeah.
1: But let's, let's talk positives also, right? Like Mm -hmm. what, what's, what good is coming of this for, for us in the Philippines, Manila Bay, where I work, has never Mm -hmm. looked better. The air is clear. Our, our, our air rating is at four and normally our air rating is at like 120 on like an 800 point scale. We're at four. Air has never been cleaner. The, the bay itself has cleaned itself up. The, the, you can see ten miles away nowadays. Um, really. People are talking to each other again. How many people have you reconnected with? It's the same thing here. You know, people are learning new skills. People are doing things that and reconnecting with family. And there's there's positives that come out of this mm-hmm. thing. Too. As strange as it's that true. sounds, and maybe I'm overly optimistic, but that's you know there's certain things that I look at. I'm just like, wow, I would have never done this. If, you know, Mm -hmm. I was just grinding and grinding and grinding away, like I've been for the last 15 years, you know, so there's Mm -hmm. some positives that come out of it and how we use that is really what we get out of this whole thing.
0: Right. That's true. I think I've had more time with my kids in the last two weeks, even though this was the third week of homeschooling and them changing their, their routine. Um, I've had more time with them. Good quality time with them Too than much I've time, had in years yeah almost <laughs> almost and I'm still going back and forth every couple of days to the hotel because we're you know I have to make sure whoever's there that they're taken care of and at the same time juggle being a parent who has to homeschool a nine-year-old so yeah. um but yeah it's definitely making us sit down and have conversations and it reminds me kind of back to the days when i was younger and that's what we did we had dinner together we all sat down and spoke it wasn't i'm not going to be home i have a meeting or somebody came in for a site tour and i can't get there and you know that that drill and yeah so it's kind of nice it's almost like we're we're being forced to slow down take a step back and evaluate what's important
1: Absolutely. Because at the end and of the welcome. day, Michelle, none of this matters, right? Like at the I end have... of the day, the only thing that matters is the connections and the legacy you leave with the people you love. And mm-hmm. we work in this business as a means to provide that legacy for them. And this is an opportunity to do both. So, right. yeah, it sucks. But you know what? It's, it's a good opportunity. And the people that um, take advantage of it are the ones who are really going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. sorry to get phil- ph- sorry to get philosophical here no, but this.
0: it's true it's it's true and and part of the one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in the last probably three months is how important those connections are and i have yeah. i have built an um an enormous um circle of friends or colleagues or you know business owners in the city where my hotel is. Yeah. And had I not done that, I don't think half of the potential business that we have coming in would have been even an option for us. You yeah, know, and it's it's definitely about it the connections.
1: Yeah, you know, what we should do more of, and maybe even your kitchens or your wardrobe departments. Is how do you assist the frontliners? If if I could give you one advice from the future, because we're in the future <laughs> over here in the Philippines, <laughs> right? Is Start to look at how your business can affect the local community that's trying to help the frontliners and this and that. Can you make PPE equipment? Can you find a way to make masks? Can you um, use your old uniforms to repurpose them? Can you make packaged meals that can be sent out on a daily basis? Can you open up your cafeteria? Can you etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I I don't know what the answer is. Can you host your right. venue for free? for companies that sell PPE equipment and don't charge them anything and pass on the savings directly to the hospitals? What mm-hmm. else can we do? And and it'll come back. Everything comes back, right? Karma is right. real. And it's when true. this thing's all over, they're going to look at where to book their next convention or book their next event. And they're gonna be like, hey, you know, those guys over, over at that Marriott, over at that Hilton uh, mm-hmm. really helped me out. Let, let's take a look at those guys.
0: That's true. I I even posted on our Facebook page the other day saying, you know, we're here, we're still open. We're here for you. If, if you're, you know, in the front line and you just need to take a warm shower, I gave them my, my email address. I said, you know, please reach out to me because we're surrounded by all these hospitals. And while we want the business at the same time, we, we want to get through this and get back to, back to normal. And part of that is, yeah, it's,
1: if if yeah. there's a way, if there's a way to transition your business for this downtime, it's how do you provide meals to people at home? Because right. everyone's gonna get sick of ordering off. I, I don't know what you use out there. Out here we use food panda. I think you use Uber deliver uber eats over there.
0: Um, yeah, Uber Eats and you know how do you get on
1: as a hotelier, what hotel do you know that uses those platforms to their benefit? No one, because we have enough covers in the building every day. But right. How do you get an amazing restaurant quality meal at home? Yeah, maybe you do an Uber Eats concept. Just spitballing here, you know.
0: Yeah, except I had to shut down my whole food and beverage operation right now.
1: But you wouldn't have to if you had the exposure of people being able to order from home, right? True. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because you got to keep people employed, but you got to make the money to do it. Still, that's true. Yeah, and yeah, it definitely makes you think. I'm speaking from a soapbox because we haven't done that here <laughs> and we should. And you,
0: know. and you have a wardrobe department. I don't have a wardrobe oh, yeah, department.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, that's, that's funny. I, I was trying not to smile when you said that. Because, oh my God. <laughs> Casinos oh, they are a little scared. different world. <laughs> um, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's true. And I think, I think to your point, and I'm so glad I reached out to you because, um, I, like I said, we haven't spoken in, in forever. So I'm glad that we were able to make that connection and, and just to get your perspective. Um, and of course you, you know, beat me. You're above my position now, which I knew you would be, (laughs) but, um,
1: It's all luck. It's all this fake charm. That's what gets them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It worked,
1: right?
0: It, it worked. You're, you're in a great, uh, in a great position and you're going to make so many, um, positive changes and, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. But, yeah. I'm glad that we got to catch up. Unfortunately, it's a, uh, difficult situation, but yeah. I am glad we got to talk. And, um, if you ever, you know, if you have any great ideas, Pass yeah. them on to me because I bet we could do a lot of good things.
1: Absolutely, same, same. So no, I, I appreciate the, the, you know, and it's good to get some of this stuff off your chest too as a hotelier because you're constantly trying to find solutions, but you don't really get a mm-hmm. chance to sit down and talk about it with another hotelier of, of right. how you make it better.
0: Well, and yeah, because we're all going crazy, yeah. and you know, even when you're when you're not working and you're off, you're working because my phone Absolutely. is ringing or Absolutely. you know people are. They called someone. Called me before because my housekeeper couldn't get to the hotel. Like, what <laughs> do you want me to go get them? Because I am not.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have a
0: call tonight, but it's we're always on call.
1: So yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, okay. any other thoughts before we leave, sir?
1: No, that's that's all I have. I'm just getting my day started, so I got a meeting in five minutes. Uh, okay. Yours is ending, so I'll, I'm going to bed. I'll, I'll let you know how the future goes.
0: <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> I'll, so I'll reach out to you later. Go. Get back to the future.
1: So funny. Thanks for having me. So, but thank you so much. No, it was a pleasure. It was nice talking to you. All
0: right, you too.
1: Take care. Bye bye. Never
0: alone again. Domestic Violence Organization and Resource Center is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization that was created in nineteen ninety nine to offer empathetic support victims of domestic abuse. Motivated by personal experience and the awareness of a need for a safe haven, NAG was developed. We are a non-profit organization that is dedicated to providing high quality and individually tailored support services to victims and survivors of domestic violence, abuse, and families in need www.neveraloneagain.org.